I'm getting my dad really into Welcome to UAP and me. I'm your host, Jason Thomas. I'm here with my co-host, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey. On December 16th, 2017, Helene Cooper, Ralph Blumenthal, and Leslie Keen wrote an article in the edition of the... Fuck you. It was actually going... Welcome to UAP and me. I'm your host, Jason Thomas, and I'm here with my co-host, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey, everyone. And you... Wow. If you want to redo that, that's fine. No, that's fine. No, redo that, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like Welcome to UAP and Me. I'm your host, Jason Thomas, and I'm here with my co-host, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey, what's up? Josh, I'm going to set this to... Okay, we're, we're, good. we're good. Oh, Thompson, okay. Welcome to UAP and Me. I'm your host, Jason Thomas. I'm here with my co-host, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey, what's up? Josh. I'm going to set the stage with something you're a little more familiar with me on. Um, December 16th, 2017. We're going to get right into it. An article titled Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program, Mm. appeared on the front page of the New York Times. On May 4th, 2021, that's by my count just approximately a week or two ago, Mm. the Office of the United States Inspector General, according to this news I'm reading here, receives a complaint that Cong- from Congress that the program assigned to investigate unidentified aerial phenomenon is being denied access they were ordered to gather. This is just months before a report by the program was scheduled to be released to the public. One month, a month and a half. A month and a half. Yeah. So on UAP and me, I'll get it out of the way because this is our first intro, uh, our, first, our first episode, the first introduction. Uh, we're talking things in the sky. UAPs, UFOs, some other things that are involved in that. Um, we're going to try to simplify it for you, introduce you to some, some of the people, places, and things involved. And in future seasons, we aim to account for just how crazy and complex the whole phenomenon gets. Uh, we're a couple dads, as the script tells me, bored, both bored and busy, filled with curiosity and emerging from COVID-19. And we hope you enjoy the conversation and find this useful. But right now I have one question, and it's for you specifically, Josh. I hope so. Uh, how do we go? And my contract, three and a half years from a New York Times article about all this to the Inspector General of the United States. That's yeah, a pretty wild leap. Yeah. It's a pretty big, pretty big jump. Words on a page to the Inspector General getting involved. So I guess you kind of just got to look at the timeline of things. You got to look at what did that article accomplish? Where did it go? And how did we get it to such an official big thing, right? So after that article comes out, reveals the existence of ATIP, as you referenced, right? Uh, what, what, is, what does I ATIP mean, stand for? Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Okay. And, th- uh, and threat's a key word. We'll get into threat that Threat is a very key word, isn't but, it? So the program is called ATIP. Yeah. Uh, it was an offshoot of a, uh, a branch that existed, or a program that existed, rather, called OSAP. Uh, which is Advanced Aerospace Weapon System Application Program. Wow. Uh, that that, that wasn't from a script. Right. That primarily um, centered around Skinwalker Ranch. Robert Bigelow ran the whole thing, but ATIP came out of that. Uh, and ATIP studied unidentified aer- aerial phenomenon, otherwise known as UFOs, to you and me. How long has it been around? Uh, well, ATIP existed from 2007 to 2012 officially. However, uh, former director Lou Elizondo 
says that it existed all the way up until he resigned in October of 2017. Because that's the thing, like all this stuff, let's say, you know, I've always, you know, thought back to, to UFOs. We, we can think back to, to, you know, us as kids going back to, you know, abductions, whatever thing, things we saw in the sky. Um, but especially in the last, like, and what as me, as we can, we can say maybe the almost uninitiated, maybe the audience surrogate, wink, wink. Um, I like really, it, it, it's stuff like the New York times article that brings it to my, at least consciousness, right. my awareness, but the, the, what's different about this from 2007 to now to, I mean, this stuff has been, you know, we, we obviously have the internet, but this stuff has been around, uh, people have seen things forever. Roswell area 51. Why, why, why now? So what's what you asked, what was different? First yes. Of all. Yes. The framing is, is what's different. Because all of a sudden now, you mentioned the word threat. The narrative that gets pushed currently uh, is looking for threats, is viewing these things that we don't know as a potential threat to national security. Which is always going to get, especially America's interest. Yeah, well, absolutely. And But the thing is, too, is that as um, cynical as maybe that question seems to be, it's also a very valid one. Uh, if you do have things in your airspace that you don't know what they are, you probably should figure it out. And it's very strange that it's taken so long, right, for an official sort of inquiry like this. Uh, so that's what's different, is they're going at it a different way, and that's to be attributed to, uh, as far as we can tell, um, former ATIP program director Lou Elizondo, uh, former member of uh, um, uh, the Select Committee uh, on Intelligence, or he was uh, the director, Sorry, of the Senate Select Committee of Intelligence, Chris Mellon. And we're gonna we're, we're gonna yeah. very much get it get into uh, some key people involved in this. I, I think one thing that stands out to me, like, and I think what 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 puts what pushes the weight of what we're talking about, why we're getting on and, and, and putting together audio, uh, and, and and correct me if this is wrong, but I come you know together as as your as your layman, um, you know, the New York Times it, it that article at least revealed this um this program this uh task force mm-hmm. um and with the mission of the task force and, and this is what what they, really well, they revealed atip okay they revealed the a task force is what exists now as a result of everything that happened after the the revelation that there was a ufo program okay thank you for clarifying that yes. so now we can say at least that this task force now they're they're mission statement, I'm led to believe by some of the research I've done, mm-hmm. you know, it's to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs, mm-hmm. unidentified aerial phenomenon, that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security. Right. So this Which is curious. Curious, yeah. da- dangerous. Yeah. You know, you know there, there's, there's a lot of weight in that, but it definitely changes the conversation from something interesting to our we under attack. Is right. this a foreign adversary? Is right. this of extra? And, and, and I think as you, everyone's going to find through our journey through this podcast, it, we, we, we think it's of extraterrestrial nature. No. Um, yeah, I don't Ish. know. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to go exactly that far. Okay. I really, do we know? We don't, we, we don't have any idea. We don't. Uh, it seems like the, the best explanation for what we're seeing, I guess, as far as what we can comprehend, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe. I think first we probably should focus on like these these things and what they're doing and what they can do and how we can, if there's a uh, an actual threat there and how we yes. could neutralize if need be, right? Uh, if possible, that, that's can or duplicate. 
uh, in some way, what, what it can do. I mean, we're talking about them. Talk for a second about what exactly we're, we're referencing. I mean, yeah, things. The the big in the sky. The big incident that people should really look at is the the USS Nimitz, um, the Tic Tac UFO that uh, you'll hear a lot of people talk about when you're talking about the recent history of, of UFOs. Tic Tac is uh, kind of the buzz the buzzword of that because that's the craft that was shaped just like a tic Tic Tac that Commander David Fravor the can- saw. The candy. Yeah. Right. Uh, that he saw zipping around in 2004 uh, off the coast of San Diego. Um, and this thing did incredible maneuvers. It uh, didn't make a sonic boom going, you know, thousands of miles, uh, miles an hour. I mean, this thing did things that don't make any sense. Things that we can't explain. Right. And, and, and there's video of some of these things. I mean, uh, there's Navy videos. They're, they're, they're not the greatest, but they're, confirmed by the Pentagon to be identified. So that's really the big. And who, I know, I mean, they're with, with good and bad reason. There's plenty of characters that come into the story. Some of them working for the government, some of them not, some of them former government employees, some of them credible, some of them not. Um, We are going to, I think, I mean, dedicate almost the entire next episode. I'm really deeping, more of a deep dive into some of these guys, but if you could just give us a, a brief intro of who who are some of the, the the people that stand out to you as as major players in in why this is happening, mm-hmm. and then you know pushing the uh, let's say conversation to the forefront. Uh, well, the the first guy that gets credit is Senator Harry Reid. Uh, the, the obvious choice. He's the. Obvious. <laughs> I mean, he has to be. He's the guy. He secured the money for ATIP to exist. He has consistently and constantly uh, been looking into and interested in, in this issue and been taking it seriously for far longer than anybody else has, at least officially. Uh, so he's number one. Uh, without him, we're not here today. That's just kind of how it is, because without him, we don't know if this program is ever created and the New York Times article and everything snowballed from Harry Reid. So he would be number one. So good job, Harry Reid, because what a legacy. Um, and then you got the people that were involved in the, the ATIP program, like Lou Elizondo, the uh, former program director there. Very relevant uh, member of, uh, of, of this whole cadre of, uh, of, of UFO people, I guess. I mean, he's kind of, I guess, um, a UFO Hall of Famer, I guess is what I call him. He's one of the most credible people. I mean, the stuff that he uh, talks about, I mean, he's yet to be proven wrong, I suppose. Um, he often can't say much because of his government lifetime NDA and all that, but man, does he have a great way of working around uh, that thing sometimes. Um, so Lou is, is a guy to pay attention to. Uh, I mean, it's weird to say after all this time, Tom DeLong, uh, of course, formerly of Blink-182, started to the Stars Academy, which did a lot of work in getting the Navy videos released. Um, they did a lot of work in basically bringing a bunch of really great minds together uh, under one roof to kind of put their heads together and figure out, okay, what do we do moving forward? How do we get this out into the public? How do we get people, you know, uh, interested in this? Um, Steve Justice, former Lockheed uh, Skunk Works um, head there, he was a part of it. I mean, it, you, it, it, it's it's there's a there's a good number of people that have pushed this, and, and, you'll and see they all a, deserve credit, and they will one day get it all. 
a theme of just just different types but like you you do see in it it's something i should call out as we as, as we you know move on through through future you know episodes for your future topics like there, there's a framing right now that's very u.s government based um right. because though that's the current i have thoughts on the and and <laughs> we'll get into them the the best you know the uh, let's say the best case scenario for revealing something or at least getting something on the record or addressing it uh, also, we do look at it through the, in some cases, we, we do see that, that threat word on there. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not calling for, for, for war with, with the UAPs on, on this podcast, but what we are saying is just watch out for some very, I guess, U.S.-based framing coming up, because right now that's where a lot of the activity is coming from. And that's, that's, uh, uh, that's, and, and that's how they're pushing this forward. Exactly, exactly. That's, and we will get all into those complexities. And deep. I don't even necessarily think that that's a, like, a nefarious sort sure, of, you know. Sure, And it's just good to say, like, there are the, the government actors, there's the business actors, which, as I'm sure we'll find, are, are much more powerful than we think. Um, there's, you know, of course the government, but military, um, just military bystanders. There's the people who, let's say the podcast crew, but the people who are, you know, pushing at least a message or at least having an open conversation, revealing what they can, because yeah. key thing you said there, what they can via their NDA. Right. Um, there's just, you know, the, the, and I think what, what draws me to this is, is, you know, there's always, you know, the very easy, you know, answer to it. Like, well, why doesn't someone who knows just come out and say it? But I think people, I think, and I think people are actually saying it now. And that's where it's getting Well, well uh, people, people like Lou Elizondo, they're, they're, you know, they're talking. But the problem is, you know, and I don't, people who doubt all of this stuff, they, you know, oh, of course he can't say anything with his NDA. But what you got to understand is with a government lifetime NDA, breaking that he ends up in prison i mean that's it's it's very it's pretty simple i wish that he would be able to come out and just say whatever he knew but you know that's not the reality and what we're doing and what we're dealing with here is we're addressing the realities of this yes. situation yes we're, we're we're accounting for them we're, we're also maybe recognizing that hey maybe there's something's bigger than you and you should just go to jail <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, where you stay. It, they, yes, a lot of no. We, we we will try to limit the opinions. We we are all just big 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 speculators, modern day information speculators. You know what? If um, I'm if I'm Lou Elizondo, I wait until like the general consensus for people is positive toward UFOs. Then I say something, and then I have a bunch of people on my side to back me up. If, once I start talking, if you are him, which you aren't, right? I'm not. Am I? So. As we as we kind of wrap up our, our introduction here, uh, ne next time and in subsequent episodes, we're, especially with this season, we're going to go through getting you more of a deeper dive into the people, the important places, and also events. We're going to take a, a timeline dive um, in one of our upcoming episodes and go through some of the sightings in the past. Um, the, so the the, the COVID nineteen um, bill to, to finish this on the U.S. government framing that's um, Peak, that's going to pique our interest. That's going to be something that we're going to we're going to pay attention to. And I will add that we will try as we continue the conversation to update on what's happening while also discussing you know the history of this all. But what what happened in the COVID bill? Uh, well, last uh, last December's um, COVID relief bill. Okay. Uh, the one that passed that got us all checks. The or uh, the original the second one. 
the second the one. second check okay. yes check number two okay uh there was basically what amounted to a, a footnote in there that was added in um by several uh, members of congress including marco rubio uh, that stated that a task force had was mandated to be created and deliver a report within 180 days, which will put us at June 25th of this year, uh, as you mentioned, to catalog uh, any potential threats. Um, and that wasn't all that it stipulated. It was also kind of like looking at a historical uh, sort of viewpoint as well. Um, so that's, that's what we're waiting on now. That's where things are at at the moment. And a lot of speculation on what we're going to get, if we're going to get anything, if history repeats itself once again, we might be looking at more swamp gas, I guess. So. I think we're going to find pretty soon here. There's a lot of things involved in this and we hope, uh, I'm saying this very calmly, but we hope you guys enjoy the ride with us. And well, it's, uh, a, it's a fun ride. Yeah. It's a fun ride. It's a hell of a pitch. We're the, we're the calm podcast. This has been the first episode of UAP and Me. Uh, join us for the next one, where we're going to be talking about the people involved in this very out-of-this-world situation. Uh, uh, yes. Thanks for talking with me today, Josh. Yeah, no problem.